Bye, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Everything with Jenna. I, of course, am Jenna. And thank you so much for taking some time to listen to my corner of the podcasting universe. I greatly appreciate it. So, you guys, obviously, last week, huh? Wow. Wow is all I can say about that. Wow. Um, I try really hard to keep my podcast pretty... Um, positive. I mean, there's definitely been some challenging podcasts and topics and things like that. Uh, the only thing I can say is, is that, wow, I mean, really, that's kind of all I can say. And I know that probably my listeners, uh, don't come to hear me lament and discuss all the world problems, even though sometimes I head down that path, I wanted to kind of keep things a little bit more positive, uh, which isn't easy always, right? especially when for our country, it is so divided. And I know that people are really upset as they should be. Everyone should be upset, no matter which side of the world you're on, right? Or which side of the the country you're on, your right wing, left wing, somewhere in the middle, whatever. It was upsetting what happened at the Capitol. And I, nothing I can say hasn't already been said, right? In, in kind of like my thoughts is, is that, is that, is that nothing more can be said that isn't consistently being said on every news channel, local, cable, all of that and combined, right? Um, for me, I think I just have hope for our future and it's not looking so great at the moment, but it will be and it'll, it'll be okay. And that's all I keep just reminding myself. Everything will be okay. Eventually it's going to be hard. It's been a hard last year and it's going to continue to be challenging. Clearly. I do hope that a year from now I'll be saying something totally different about this. So the, that's really all I want to talk about as far as the capital, um, insurrection, goes. I really, I don't want to focus on the negative. It's everywhere. So let's talk about something positive. Uh, so actually I was kind of thinking that, and honestly, it did kind of come from the idea of the whole Capitol riots and everything that happened there. But do you think that like everyone who went there knew that was what was going to happen? Because like part of me feels like, yeah, a good chunk of people probably did. But then there was probably a few people who were like, we're just going to march and everything's going to be great. And then it's like, holy crap, that escalated pretty quickly. You know, not for everyone, but for, for some of them. So it got me thinking about what started off for you with the best of intentions and then holy shit went to hell in a handbasket. Like, what was that for you? For me, I have definitely some examples, and I think we can all relate to different times that it's like, well, this was the best of intentions, and that just did not turn out anywhere like I thought it was going to. Uh, Obviously, the very first thing that comes to my mind in my personal life is my first marriage. Like, nowhere in my mind did I think like, yeah, I'm going to get married, and then I'm going to get divorced. Like, that was nothing that I had ever anticipated on happening. Um, even though I think subconsciously I must have, because apparently I said that a few times to people like, this is going to be challenging. This is going to be hard. Um, you probably just word of advice, probably shouldn't go into a marriage with that kind of attitude. Um, just saying, uh, just, you know, for my, I mean, sure. You can say like, oh, it's going to be challenging because of this or that, but not like the whole relationship, probably wasn't the best thing to do, but yet, you know, I did it. So that's probably the biggest example I have, but even like some smaller examples, you know, when you go to, um, 
buy a house and this is a big purchase, right? And you think like, oh, and I don't know. I know I've heard House Hunters is fake and I've seen, you know, things about that and whatever. And I've heard some personal stories and having worked in, having working currently still obviously in the, in the uh, community association business and things like that, we definitely get hit up from HGTV and things like that. But you know, when you go to buy a house, you're like, wow. And you watch HGTV and it's just like, oh, and this is what happens. And then, you know, finding the right house. I thought it would be super easy to find a house. And I've bought a house twice. And the first time my, it was with my ex-husband and we did agree that if neither, if one of us did not like the house, we weren't going to try and persuade the other one to purchase it. Like if it was one of us didn't really love it, then we weren't going to buy it. This proved to be very challenging because there was a house that I really, really loved a lot and my ex-husband did not like it. There were some issues. I think we would have had to do some stuff, but it was a great house and I'm just, I was so upset and so angry that he could not see how amazing this house was and it had so much room and this and that and whatever. And so long story short, we didn't purchase that house and I was really upset. I mean, it was fine. It turned out okay. But you know, that sort of thing. So it took us a really long time to find a house. Um, the first time then when my, um, when my, who's now my husband, but when we decided that we were going to take our relationship to the next, next level and we were going to purchase a home together, uh, looking at houses, it was challenging to find a house again. And you think like, I mean, I live in Las Vegas. There's houses everywhere. I mean, ever there's so, I mean, this is like cookie cutter capital of the world. I swear, you know, there are so many different houses and different neighborhoods and this and that. And like the area we were looking in, isn't like some like tiny minuscule, like, Oh, there's only one house in the market once every three years kind of a thing. I mean, we looked at, I think we lost count after probably 30 houses or so in, and it was trying to find the perfect fit for us, for our family and really finding out like, and really like wanting the wish list. And it wasn't like our wish list was really high, but again, there were certain things that he wanted, certain things that I wanted and certain things that we both wanted. Uh, most of the things that I wanted, he wanted were things that we both wanted, but there were things that he was like, well, I really would like this. And I'm like, we're never going to find that in Las Vegas. And so when we finally found the house that fit every single criteria, it was just like full price offer. Here you go. Like, this is the house. <laughs> like we ended up paying less than what they were asking, which was good. But, um, but you know, it was this, it was, it was a lot harder and it's like, well, well that didn't work out as easily as I thought. And then even with like the moving and all of that kind of stuff, cause we were selling his house and then, you know, doing everything kind of all at the same time. And it was just really, really a lot harder than I think I even remembered from the first time I purchased a house and same with him because the first, so this is our home that we purchased together. So it was only the second time either one of us had purchased a home. So we had never done the like sell and buy thing at the same time either, which I highly don't recommend. I mean, it works, but it's just cause then you have to move multiple times, but it was so challenging. It was so hard. Um, and I know first world problems, but it is, it's a lot harder than you anticipate. And it was just like, well, that was a lot more challenging than I ever expected it to be. It certainly isn't like, obviously how it's portrayed on TV. 
<laughs> so, you know, when you're like, okay, well, that wasn't exactly what I thought it was going to be. I'm very grateful for the experience because now I know I will never buy another home. I jokingly say that, but honestly, I don't think that we're moving anytime, anytime soon. And yes, our house is too big for us, but it fits us perfectly and I really love it. And so I hopefully will have my grandchildren come to this house and whatever, unless my son decides to move somewhere really far away, because then I will follow him. And I've already informed him of that and he rolls his eyes, but it's true. That's what's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> some other things I think that happen when you're just like, well, that, wow, that did not turn out anyway, like the way I thought it was. So being someone who plans events and things like that, or who used to, um, there's definitely things that don't work out as they are, you know, how it, how you think it's going to. And there have been times where it's like, well, I think we're going to go this way and it goes the other way. Or you think like, oh, people are going to love this and no one loves it or, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So, I mean, besides all of that, but the, the, the thing that really, really frustrates me is when something should be easy and work out just super fast and bing, bing, boom, and it becomes incredibly challenging. So as I said in my last podcast, if you haven't heard it, you can go back and listen to it. But uh, as I said in my last podcast, I got a new car. So with said new car, you know how like when you go to a car dealership and they give you a, uh, or they don't give you, it's just on the car, on the license plate frame. So they have like the little holder thing and it says like, you know, ABC Nissan or whatever. I don't have a Nissan, but I don't know why that came to my head, but whatever, you know, and it tells, and it like shows the dealership right on the little license plate frame. Cause obviously I was in advertising for many years. I understand that you want to like show, they want you to drive around and be like an ad for them. I get that smart. Well, I am certainly not someone who's going to do that because that's who I am. So needless to say, I was like, oh, I want to get a new license plate frame holder thing. And uh, so I order um, sparkly, not super duper sparkly, but sparkly off of Amazon, these license plate holders. Okay, great. So we try, my husband and I try to put these on last night on my car and it should be pretty easy. I mean, I've had quite a few cars in my day. I've had definitely license plate frames. This is not a challenging thing. You screw it, you take off the other one, you put the new one on. Here's where the trouble lies. So apparently on the back of my, the one that I've been driving around, because I just put on my actual license plate because I was able to transfer my license plate from my old car to my new car. So we just screwed it on, whatever, did the whole thing. Well, somehow it must not have whatever, long story short, a screw is missing. So we had to find a different screw because the plate, the holder came with screws, but the screws are too big. They don't fit into the license plate holder. So around and around we go. Something that should have taken maybe five minutes, 30 something minutes later, and I still, I have it, but I, I have to get a different screw for one because one of the screws is missing and we have a toolbox full of crap and we don't have a screw that fits. I mean, this is the epitome of dumb, right? Like I'm literally just trying to put on a freaking sparkly license plate frame. That's all. That's all I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to save the world here. I'm not trying to cure cancer. I'm not trying to do anything but put on a sparkly license plate to bring some sparkly joy into my life when I see my car. Can you believe it? it was so dumb? I was so aggravated last night and my husband was was like, um, are you okay? Because, and I love my husband, obviously I love my husband very much. He is like the best partner for me in the whole wide world. And, and we are just, you know, he is just my everything, 
you know, separate from my son, obviously, in a different way. But the man, for whatever reason, when I am doing something, he always, like, tries to, like, get, like, take it away. Not, like, pulling it away or anything, but I can see, like, he wants to do it himself. But he will be the first to say he doesn't know how to do anything. Like, He's very smart. He's like Menza smart. Like he's like a freaking genius. Okay, great. That's wonderful and all. However, mechanically inclined, not so much. He's got big old hands because he's a big old guy. And he like always like gets all up in my biz. And I'm like, okay, do you want to do this? So then he'll start to mess with it. These are little tiny screws. That's part of the problem. As I mentioned, he has big hands. So literally... I'm like, you can't even hold this screw. What are you doing? And so, like, I'm just like, okay, fine, you do it. Well, then he, like, drops shit and whatever, and he's like, ah. So it, like, turned into this, like, frustrating thing. And then he was like, I'm sorry you're frustrated. I'm like, it's fine. And it's just so dumb because it's literally a sparkly license plate frame. But it's like, it should never have gotten that far. It should never have taken us that amount of time. And it's still, I have to get a different screw because I can't get the little cover, the screw cover thingy on because there's a screw cover and I'm like, and it's sparkly and it looks dumb without it. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. But anyways, I know that seems totally ridiculous, but it's true. It's like, why do things have to escalate in the manner that you're like, well, I didn't expect that to happen that way. Especially when you're kind of like, this is a pretty easy thing to do. Like, Really, it should not be this challenging. And there are plenty of examples of that. It's like like I was talking about over the holidays, making Christmas or sugar cookies. Why is it that I can never make those right? I don't know. One year, one time, I had the one. It should just take the win, never making sugar cookies again. I swear, they're dumb. They're high maintenance. They're needy. It's just dumb. I get so aggravated with things like that. And that's the thing that I think... Um, is why people right now specifically are so like aggravated in general. It's because like there's things that we can see each one of us can see and like this shouldn't be this hard yet. Here we are, you know, like this, it should not be this hard. I don't care who you are. It should not be this hard to put on a license plate frame or it shouldn't be this hard. I have a robot vacuum. Now I know again, another first world problem, but plenty of people have Roombas or whatever. So my husband and I both have been working from home pretty much since the pandemic started. He goes out to his office at times, and today is one of those days. Well, when he is at home, because he works out of our dining room, we the Roomba goes, and it's too loud, and he gets on calls and stuff like that. So I get that. And then some people I know do their Roomba at night, but that would be really loud too. So I mean, it's not like it's super loud, but because we have tile floors. Anyways, I don't know. So I'm always excited when he goes out there because then I'm like, oh, I'm going to run the Rosie the robot. So I go and I like do on the app and it's like, oh, the battery's dead on her. And I'm like, she hasn't ran in forever. So I walk over and look, I don't know what happened, but somehow she got moved off of her little base. So she's not charged. She's charging now. She'll run later. But I'm like, seriously? I was all like, yes, Rosie the Robot's going to be running. Yet here we are, not running Rosie the Robot. But anyways, I don't know. It's just so dumb, I think. Like, just these little things that should be easy. And then escalate. And then they get out of hand. And it's like, well, that was unexpected. I didn't expect it to go that way. I don't know. Anyone else? Can you relate? I know you can, but please let us know how you can let me know. And, oh, I have to say one thing. Um, First of all, 
I have a lot to say apparently, but it's my podcast. I'm all kind of all over the place. But one of the things I have to say is that I am so appreciative of all of you for listening. Uh, That is one thing that I can't say enough of how much I appreciate you for listening and reaching out. And according to the statistics that I get in regard to this podcast, I have quite a few international listeners. So I don't know if this is like a peek into American society, but I am not a great example of that. Like I am literally like in my little tiny area of the world. (laughs) Like I don't do anything, but thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. I have a lot of, um, people from Ireland listening and from, uh, the UK and, um, I think a few Australia of people from Australia. So I'm all definitely excited about that too. So, um, I hope to visit one day, all of those places when we're allowed to travel and not be sequestered at home so needless to say that's just kind of my random little thoughts on um everything because yeah it's good times right guys anyways i hope you all are doing well hope you are staying safe uh i know that obviously we're still in like major lockdown mode in some places others not so much but for us we are Uh, but i hope you are staying safe being well and i can't wait to catch up with you next time Bye, everyone.